Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football. And I'm Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football. And we are here with your daily football news. Of course, if you want to listen to this when you're out and about as a podcast, all you'd have to do is search for What Culture Football wherever you get your podcast from. But great news, everyone. To start off today, we haven't got a story about Lionel Messi or the ongoing global bastard that we can't mention, otherwise this video would get demonetized. Although it is about Barcelona, so it's still kind of cheating. But what have you got for us, Andrew? I'm not going me- to mention Messi at all in this because it's all about Luis Suarez. Let's take a bite out of this story um, to start things off. Yeah, Luis Suarez, who is um, destined for the, uh, the the Camp Nou exit door, uh, seemingly on a free transfer. Barcelona are happy for him to leave for nothing. And um, while Juventus have, have been the, the main pursuers of Luis Suarez, now there's a slight curve in the road bro that um it could be atletico madrid where he ends up um yeah uh, diego simeone's come in for him uh, and atletico madrid is seemingly willing to offer a higher salary than juventus uh, but suarez is still uh, seems to be a little bit more set on juve for the sporting project um mm-hmm. i guess getting to play with cristiano ronaldo is is something that well playing with ronaldo and messi is something that oh. not many players can say so Take that one off the box. But yeah, um, ESPN reported this news at first that Atletico are in uh, for Suarez. Of course, if he went to, uh, to Atletico Madrid, that seemed link up with Alvaro Morata, uh, Diego Costa, and Jao Felix in, in that front uh, final third of the pitch. Although it seems that if Suarez does go to Atletico, there's also a story that Alvaro Morata might return to Juventus. So there's still lots to go um, in this. There's still lots of... Um, nuances in the tail but it seems to me that Suarez will probably end up at Juve but Atletico are throwing a lot of cash at it because of course it will be a free transfer so there's no transfer fee involved so play so clubs can offer uh, higher wages a better contract better bonuses whatever uh, more money basically uh, we've spoken about this before and I'm still genuinely shocked every time I think Barcelona just letting Luis Suarez go like look at the teams who are after him and yep. I, I, it, it's insanity this but I, I get it Coma wants to make his own project at Barcelona, so that's the case. Um, I'd love to see him at either of these clubs. Uh, him with Ronaldo at Juve would be just a joy to behold. And talk about a bastard's front two, Diego Costa and Luis Suarez. <laughs> with oh Diego my. Simeone managing. It's oh, like... <laughs> my days. Um, I know. Yeah, really interesting to see what happens here. Um, because I know, I know, I know, obviously... It doesn't matter. You can always have more money. So that sometimes is the driving force. But genuinely intrigued to see what Luis Suarez picks here. If money is no object, which it really should be for most footballers. Like, 
go and play for Atletico and protect, like you'd have to argue potentially with shambles that is Barcelona right now, that they are probably second favourites for La Liga. Yeah, right now it looks like that. Although it's this weird situation where Barca still have Messi, which kind of is is that that curveball, but a Messi that looks like he really wants out of this marriage still. And he's just like, God sake, I'm stuck here. I've signed this uh, prenup now, sort of thing. Um, Yeah, it's- it's it's, in nine months, Barca will be 10 points top of La Liga or something. Yeah, with Suarez uh, as top goal scorer and the Messi. This is is a Luis Suarez who, yeah, he's 33 now, he's turning 34 in January, but he is Barcelona's third highest goal scorer ever. Um, He's won four La Ligas with him, a Champions League, four Copa del Reyes, um, I think 198 goals in 283 games for Barca. Uh, on top of that, there was 82 and 133 for Liverpool, 111 and 159 for Ajax. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a player who still has goals in him. I would say just maybe not quite the uh, the running in the legs that is so synonymous with Luis Suarez because time catches up to people. But still a very good signing for who, wherever he ends up, especially for for, for nothing. It's, I don't think it's too hyperbolic. I realise I'm. I have tendency to do this sort of thing. I think it's one of the most unpredictable seasons in like the top three leagues or what I perceive to be the top three leagues in the world. Like Syria is wide open. La Liga is who, whoever can sort of sort their team out basically or Atletico Madrid. I mean, and the Premier League, the greatest league in the world. I mean, you, there's a case to be made. It's not just Liverpool and Man City potentially this season. Really, really exciting. And the season starts on Saturday, for goodness sake. Um, but looking back over last season, a quick update for you that the PFA Players Player of the Year 2020 has been announced. And sorry, Liverpool fans, it's not Jordan Henderson. Shock horror. It is, of course, Kevin De Bruyne. How is it anyone else being considered? Kevin De Bruyne is the best thing in the world right now. I just love him. And it's insane that Liverpool fans that thought that Henderson might stand a chance. Look, he did a great job captaining Liverpool's the Premier League title, but it's Kevin De Bruyne. Yep. Uh, to me, it, it was, there was no other option, I think. Just, he's one of my favourite footballers to watch. Um, to me, I think he's the best midfielder in the world right now. Um, and has been probably for the last two or three years, when, when fit. Um, yeah. I, I thought last season he was phenomenal. It, it just in terms of goals, in terms of assists, just he brings so much to a team. It's, yeah, to, to me, I can see why Liverpool fans are maybe a bit antsy. They're like, well, we won the league, blah, 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 blah. I remember Man United winning the treble, but David Ginola won the, the PFA Player of the Year, um, just because. Um, but yeah, I, I think KDB, to me, is a very worthy winner of it. Um, and yeah, it, it that was... I was surprised there was such a, a kerfuffle over it when it came out of like, there's, there's a bit of backlash to this? Really, really? Come on. No, me. No arguments from me. And I, I stumbled across a video the other day of all the Soccer Saturday lot. It was like the worst calls in football. And they were like, I'm not sure about Man City splashing out all this money on a Chelsea reject, Kevin De Bruyne. Yep. Yes. Yes, what a bad call that has turned out to be. But anyway, let's move on, Andrew. Yes, speaking of the Premier League, uh, and not the 1920 season, but the upcoming impending 2021 season. And for September, it's been announced that all 28 Premier League games will be broadcast live in the UK. 
Um, originally, th th there was an agreement in place where 17 games will be split between Sky Sports and BT Sport. Um, and this latest development, there's going to be an extra six added to Sky Sports, an extra three added to BT Sport, and then one each for Amazon Prime Video and BBC. Me personally, I but well, I, I do like what BT well, what BT does, but I absolutely love the coverage that Amazon Prime have been doing mm. in the the what I think three or four times they've had games on. I, I think their their coverage is fantastic. But yeah, there's lots of football, lots of Premier League football, Brooke every single game is live so we're probably going to end up in a similar situation to the i guess the, the end of the the post lockdown end of the season where mm. there was games on every single night pretty much and maybe that's <laughs> how they, they go forward and as a football fan i'm very cool with that yeah exactly obviously you know people will roll their eyes about it being given to you know sky sports bt sports subscription services it's the way the game is right now yep. unfortunately at least we get one game free to air on the bbc i suppose um yeah, yeah. and look <laughs> It's weird this because you go, oh, we're more football on TV, but it's the only way we can view it, enjoy it right now. And I think this is the right thing to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye to your other half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Saturday, yeah. basically, because it's just going to seemingly be non-stop football, um, which I'm certainly not complaining about in September. Uh, as we just keep repeating, though, mad. it feels like the season finished like a fortnight ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that like last night was the the reveal of the PFA Player of the Season. That, that it's yeah. like, well, okay, so we're still in nineteen twenty mode. Fantastic. I'm cool with that because it feels like it was only a few days ago that that season ended. But on the other side, it's like, well, I've got to do my fantasy team because the the, the yeah. next season starts in a matter of well, three days as we're recording this. It's the the turnover is insane, and uh, like for the players, you you look at it and they they've had maybe. For, for the top players who are internationals, they've had maybe a two-week break before then. They've obviously been uh, well. Those top players who progressed in the Champions League and have been away with the, with their national teams in the Nations League. Yeah, those sort of players maybe a, a two-week break. Um, but it's yeah, just the turnaround is well, it's it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. And then I think it's October the fourth, fifth, sixth that the national league gets underway, and we all know that's where the real football happens. Come on, boys. This is our year. Um, yes, it's, it's it's crazy that it's all, all coming back. I'm not going to feel too sorry for footballers not having much of a break. Mm. The money kind of compensates for that sort of thing. Yep. And if you're panicking about your fantasy football picks, myself and Andrew are going to be doing a video giving you advice. It's up to you if you want to take it uh, in the next few days. But uh, you mentioned the Nations League and the National League, but let's talk about the Nations League because uh, the Nation National League uh, is going to get a full amount of coverage on this channel if we have our way. Uh, yes. But anyway, Nations League last night results. Um, before we get into some of that, some uh, some records being broken and some, some uh, major achievements. Cristiano Ronaldo becoming the first European player to score 100 international goals. Uh, he scored a free kick against Sweden to do that uh, last night in a game that finished 2-0 to Portugal. Uh, he is now just nine goals behind Iranian Ali Day. I never know how to pronounce it. Ali Dyer. Ali Dyer. That's what, I, that's what I always go with. Uh, well, he's got 109 goals, of course, for his country. So he's got his eyes on that record, no doubt. Uh, and Eduardo Camavinga, I've been practicing that one, uh, made his debut for France last night, um, becoming the youngest player to make his debut for France since Maurice Gastiguet uh, from February 1914 against Luxembourg. Uh, Cam Camavinga, 17 years, 303 days. He played as part of France's 4-2 victory over Croatia. Running through some of the other results, Belgium thrashing Iceland, who scored first in that game. Uh, Belgium winning 5-1. Uh, dull as you would expect, 0-0 between England and Denmark. Few chances. Brathwaite had a shot. Ericsson should have scored when the ball dropped him in the six-yard box. 
and Harry Kane very nearly scored again late on for England uh, with the ball being cleared off the line after he took it around Kasper Schmeichel. Uh, other results, Georgia 1, North Macedonia 1, Armenia 2, Estonia 0, Cyprus 0, Azerbaijan 1, Luxembourg 0, Montenegro 1 and in the big, big game from last night, San Marino 0, Liechtenstein 2. It's uh, yeah, that, that's the big one. That's, that's the big one for me. Um, I, just to touch on Kamavinga, whenever I, I've seen glimpses of him playing in Liga and, and like the, the guy just looks insane uh, for someone so young. There was a, a goal he scored uh, a week ago, I think it was, where he just just uh, just this this run he goes on and just rifles. It's like the, like yeah, you can see why he's being um, touted with, with some of the biggest teams in world football. Um, very much seems like. Him and Ansu Fati, uh, kind of the, that next generation waiting to happen of, of global superstars. Um, like, yeah, what, what a prospect he looks like. But the England game, that is the one game that I did catch. And as a Welshman, I had a chuckle of just how dull it was. Uh, it yeah. was it was horrendous. I, I listened to, I heard a stat on, I think it was Five Live last night, where England had two shots on target. And in, you had to wait until the 70th minute for our first shot on target, I believe. That, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, they, they had two shots on target. And in Denmark's last home game, Gibraltar had three shots on target. <laughs> the mighty Gibraltar. So, yeah, um, it, that's, yeah. The, the two Wales games, to be fair, were very, very dull. But we came away with six points. So I will happily take that. But yeah, it was seemed grim the England game I saw of it last night. Not great. Not great. Um, yeah, just I don't. It was weird. I don't know why he didn't. He, when Grealish came on, he did seem to make some sort of difference and actually make some sort of forward-thinking attacking runs and stuff. It was just, I think it was just too many changes all at once. Uh, I think as well, just seeing like the lineup. When when I saw the lineup, I'm like I know he's going for three at the back, but it just seemed like it was a team of holding midfielders and centre halves. Um, and it's like I, I don't know where the creativity comes in this. Um, I mean, it was good to see someone like Calvin Phillips get a debut and Conor Cody yeah. get a debut. And what I saw Conor Cody, he looked really good. Um Nas came off the bench as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's positives there. And there's been some debuts over these two games for England. But yeah, just just I, how Gareth Southgate lined up last night. I know these games, uh, they're slightly slightly bigger than friendlies but nothing that yeah. meaningful to people so i can understand why he's trying new things and trying three at the back which he's dabbled with before but i just yeah it just seemed weird the lineup it seems far too many defensive minded players in, in that in that side yeah i'm not going to criticize it too much because i think if there's ever a time to sort of try out new things and test out players and give players these experiences it's right now we're a year away for a tournament and we're going to have lots more games. It's going to be very interesting to see how we line up, for example, in the Belgium game. Um, and how well, next game is against Wales in October. That's going to be uh, an interesting one to see. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to criticise him too much because I think this is the right thing to do right now. Just test out things in the scenarios that are slightly more challenging than friendlies, for example. And then um, I'm not going to have a go again because he's, cu- he's coming home. So... Never mind. Um, congratulations, though, to Cristiano Ronaldo. Incredible record. And I've realised why I stumbled on the uh, the record breaker uh, because I want it, my brain wants me to say Ali Dia, who's not the person who's got 109 goals for his country. He's the one who uh, is George Weah's relative, of course. Yes, yeah, the, the Southampton uh, glimpse uh, what got came on in one game, convinced Graham Souness that he was uh, George Weah's cousin and got hooked after about 10 minutes because he looked like he'd never seen a football in his life. Oh, so. I love that story. Yeah, Fair what a lad. Yeah, what a lad. 
Uh, let us know your thoughts on all of that and all of today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts when you are out and about. Uh, we're going to be finishing up over the next few days our Premier League season preview, of course. And if you want to know uh, what else we're going to be doing, make sure you follow us on Twitter at WhatCultureFC and send us some suggestions, what content you'd like to see from us here at WhatCultureFootball. We would love to try some new stuff that you guys want to see. Uh, continue the conversation on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. And watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andrew Pollard at... At CulturedLeftPeg. And you can follow me at Adam Wilmore. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But this has been today's football news. Thanks, Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. We will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.